Welcome to Five Blossom Radio with your host, Denise Richard. Five Blossom Empowerment is based on an unusual model for growth, combining elements of the arts, health, and spirituality. Now, here is Denise Richard with co-host, Kel Meissner. Hello, good afternoon to you. This is Denise at Five Blossom Radio welcoming you today to our talk entitled All the Goodness of Health Without the Stress. So we're looking at health improvement, health wellness, and health regeneration today as opposed to having it hard. So I'd like to remind our listeners on the second half of our show, there will be the opportunity to ask questions on the topics and also uh, five Blossom Gatherings Facebook is a place you can place your little question and we'll pick that up. Our phone number here, if you want to call in, is 1 888 346 9141. So, with me here today is my co host, Cal Meisner. Thank you, Denise. And I'm just going to dive right in. So, last week we spoke about personal transformation and how having a sound practice for health management can be beneficial. Can you please maybe recap on that and also let us know what this week's topic is? Yeah, transformation is a very strong topic, and these these words are not usually used when we're talking about health. And uh, learning to look at health from a different angle um, is, is, is takes a little bit of time and to understand why would we even do that? What, what are we considering uh, when we're looking at this is, uh, is part of the work that we're doing today. So to recap on last week, we're looking at uh, some pretty practical and obvious things that if you're looking at a health model, uh, you want to see uh, that there, it's overall going to respect your body and it's not going to cause you too much strain. It'll help teach you. It'll help educate you on how to care for your personal needs. So these are you know practical things that we look at. And it also, um, the model that we hope that we're offering here um, supports that there be actually minimal involvement from the instructor, which means that it's like you're taught how to do things and that through the personal work that you do, you learn about your health and about your growth and that it's not dependent on whether instructors there teach you. You know, it's like it's it's a, yeah, you get a little bit of sugar here and then you, you learn how to, to build from there. So the also the, the model that we're talking about here also puts you at the center of the work. So it's it's very personal and yet it has a strong relationship to group energy and to group practice. But you can't do one without the other and learning the balance between these two. And it also, because that element of relationship or relating to yourself and relating to the group is so important, uh, the way of relating a kindness and compassionate, respectful. So that's a basic recap on what we were pointing towards in terms of transformative uh, being able to take something to another to another level. These are the elements that you want to consider. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we you know encourage you, please ask questions about this, but the the big piece is that does the model, um, is it affordable? Is it sustainable? Uh, is the practice uh, genuinely kind to you? Mm-hmm. Some people need 
very, very, very specific things. And so does it really work for you? These, the work that we're, we're, we're offering is um, giving a general way of approaching all that. And I think if I may add the physical work you're referring to are the practices of Tai Chi and Qigong. Is that correct? Well, that's only one element. Uh, that's the model, some of course, it. But. Yeah, because the model has five different elements to it. The, the base element, the base, uh, the groundwork is to teach you how to work it, yes, through the body, um, and but there's a lot more to it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the groundwork that we start with. Uh, today, what we're working with is we're working with the view of uh, – well, what is regeneration, really? Mm-hmm. How do you do all that? And what the emphasis on this is, how do you take yourself through transformation? It would mean that you'd have to look at, the, at a model for regeneration. So if we consider that term, it has, a, it has a lot of meaning for us already. So we're approaching this question with a certain way of thinking. And... I'm, what what do you mean by regeneration? Well, what's, that, an, what's another term for it? Well, well, this is what we're talking about. Okay. We're going to go through a little discussion of this sure. and see how we can encourage the, the listeners to think about their health model, their health practices, as do they regenerate? Hmm. Do they help you regenerate? And there's lots to talk about here. So over the years, uh, I've practiced... Uh, a lot of of different uh, practices, not just Qigong, not just Tai Chi. I've done a lot of different research and have a lot of experience. And I chose this model, as I mentioned before, because it actually uh, gave something a little special. It it, it taught how to go through a practice without stress. This is a very different model because... I love to exercise. I really am passionate about exercise. And as I'm aging, it's more and more stressful to engage in hard exercise for most people. So through my life, over the past 30 years, I've understood that uh, the issues that we bring to our health program are usually what, what, what are challenging us. So you go to work, you have a very strong experience at work, you might be pissed off at, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. or, you, or you're having a, you know, a, a downfall in some way, in some area of your life, and you want to exercise, and you're bringing all this to your exercise program early. And what this model does that's differently is that it teaches that if you bring all this stress to your exercise exercise program, to your health program, you're probably going to use some of that material as, as, let's say, resistance or, or fuel to get through your exercise program. And that's a very common thing. When I was young, I did that. You know, if I got pissed off or I was really, you know, my teenage years, I'd go for a run. It was just natural for me. I'm just going running. And I used all that pow, pow, pow energy to burn off the excess charge that I had in my life. And that's how I got into exercise. So what this did is that it taught me that if I use that kind of motivation, it's not that it's bad. It can help. But it doesn't have the relationship to the body 
needed in order to regenerate the body because it's just burning up the body, really. It's burning up the fuel. It's burning up because you're needing to discharge. It's like I need to push this off me. It's because It's not I'm, regenerative. It's <laughs> not regenerative. Exactly. So that's how, that's how I got to this model is that I was in a, in a state where my life was not uh, not in balance, and it was, uh, and I needed help, and it was brought to me as a way to begin a process of regeneration. Now, regeneration is a is a process. It's not it's not going to happen in one day. It's not going to happen in two practices, but it'll teach you. This work will teach you what regeneration is really about. So, this work uh, does affect the outcome of how your body manages itself so it's a way of teaching the body that if you approach your practice with the mindfulness and that's the other piece is that it's not just a bunch of exercises there's a mindful there's consciousness here that helps you learn to look at the charge let's say you know all that energy that you're bringing to your practice and look at it and mindfully choose a way of relating to it so if it's you know, an excess this or an excess amount of that, you learn to breathe, you learn to observe it and let it go so that you can connect into the body with in a kind and respectful and, and heartfelt way and respect the gentle energetics of the body. And then, if you've done this long enough and for, as I have for a number of years, what happens is that you can take yourself to exercise and you're available to exercise, and you can play without all that stress on you. So it actually creates a very gentle forum for for relating to the body and teaches you how to, let's say, discharge, but not in a powerful, the heavy, hard way, but just how to let go of the stress in the body so that you can go into a process of regeneration. So if your practice is strong, and stable and clean, it opens the door to a vibrant solution is what this does. And the respect that you have for the matrix or the for the blueprint of your energetics promotes also regeneration. So these are some of the little cues that this model gives you in order to promote something a little bit more uh, extensive. Uh, I remember once going to a Chinese doctor um, a TCM and uh, it was at the time where I was looking for a different way and you know I'm a young woman I look good I sound good and he looks at me and he says you're not healthy at all from his model I was out of balance completely now my symptoms weren't that huge it wasn't that big a deal or I would have gone to my medical doctor mm-hmm. it wasn't like I, I just was looking for something I was searching right so this model is reflective of that, that uh, of the Asian model of health. And it teaches you that what's going on inside and the way that things are flowing, the way that things are calibrated will reflect on you. So I remember also once um, visiting with somebody who, you know, they, they had a, an energy system that I would say a Cadillac. It was like so vibrant, you know, the glow on the skin and so much energy and, and everything just seemed to be like double what I felt at that time when my body, I'm a young woman trying to maintain health and I'm thinking, 
why, 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 why can't you know? Why can't I feel like that? You know, I, I, you know, and my partner, my husband at the time, he, huge energy, huge energy and glow and, and sense of health. And I didn't have that sense of health. Even though I wasn't unwell according to the medical system, I was fine. But I didn't feel the wellness that I wanted. Gotcha. So I've but, had but, to learn. Sorry to, but it but sounds like based on the Western model, like yes. physically you appeared okay. Appeared so there's, there's nothing wrong with it. And you. I looked fine. Right. And I looked healthy. And I acted healthy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing unhealthy about me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have, I, I knew I was looking for something. And this training that I'd went through over the years and has brought me into a level of energetic vibrancy and a way of mindfulness and a way of grounding and that is much, much, much more than I've ever had. So I was, I was, I actually found something that was very special. I actually found a model that actually regenerates because it's more than I've ever. Mm-hmm. I was very sickly as a child. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't very well. So, so other, other things too, is that in this model, we're looking at, uh, a way of participation. You participate by, you know, being mindful of your own self, but you participate by being with others at different levels and different times. The biggest piece that I found is that I, I was trained or taught by masters. They're not young guys. They're mm-hmm. 70. How can a 70-year-old teach a 30-year-old about energetics? I mean, his energy was way bigger and way more vibrant than my one was. Mm-hmm. And usually when we grow older, what happens is that we tend to see in this culture less and less, less, and, less and less. So that was a big cue is that the elders were way, way more vibrant <laughs> than this young 30-year-old. And I'm looking at this going, oh, they participate at all ages. They're not just the young people but the old people and everybody works together so you learn to maintain a relationship to health management throughout a process of life not just the young kids over here and the older kids over here and there's no segregation you know like the old guys don't go work together they work with the younger people so that was a really exciting part for me in my training was to see that there wasn't any age limit to the work. So older participants are important in this model. And as we age, we expect that uh, that the stress of training is going to get to us. But in this model, it's the opposite. We can work. And you can call it training, but it doesn't mean hardcore, painful. It means soft, gentle, and respectful, and regenerative. So the work includes all ages mm. and promotes consciousness with aging. Beautiful. That's sustainable. That's regenerative. Mm. And I think many people would be attracted to a more gentle approach to health. You know, this issue or topic of regeneration as a model is appealing. Tell us how practices such as Qigong and Tai Chi and others can help people with regeneration. Well, as I just mentioned, the practical, the model is very practical. When you take on a little practice like this, it doesn't look like a whole lot. So younger people often will consider, okay, this doesn't feel like a whole lot. Is this all there is? Older folks are going to look at it and go, yeah, I can do that. But is this all there is? Is this going to help me? And at first you, you go, okay, I can do these soft, gentle, 
easy, tender moves. And once you get to know, okay, this and this and this is what I'm going to do, you start relaxing. And then the mind, the heart, are able to drop into the body a little deeper. And then you start to experience the self in a different way, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper all the time. So when a practice is given to you, first, you know, the instructor, as I would look at the person and say, well, you know, is this a good practice for you? And then I would look at you and are you doing okay with this practice? Are you able to mindfully take this practice into your life? And then I'd ask, okay, if you can take this practice into your life, are you able to hold it? And if you do all those three, then you're probably going to go into a regenerative process. Mm. And what do you mean when you say, can they hold it? What does that look like? Well, at first, it's, it's, it's you know, you have to apply yourself. In time, it applies to you. It's a little bit like having your morning tea. Who doesn't, who, if, if you like tea in the morning, what are you going to do? You're going to wake up, go look for your tea. The same thing. You're going to wake up, you're going to look for that space that you create that helps regenerate. It's part of you know, brushing your teeth. It's part of taking care of your hair. It's part of taking care of your body. So these practices are adaptable, as I said, to all ages. And they, they take very little time. Their basic body care, and they're hugely beneficial. So imagine that if you do all that in a day, you take these 20 minutes or 15 minutes, whether you're at work or whether you're, you know, even at, you know, at the airport, take 15, 20 minutes, and you do these tiny little practices. They help sustain you. They help you reclaim the grounding that you need so that your energetics work fine and so the body, the physical body which is connected to that can actually hold that energy and hold that glow. If you think about a river, if a river is flowing gently and, and softly, it gives you that oh, soft, relaxed, cool, quiet feeling. But if the river is jammed, you start feeling, oh, you can't regenerate. Nothing's going to move. You can't get to the next stage. So. All right. So that sounds amazing. And again, I think many people could benefit from having practices such as Qigong or Tai Chi. Yet it seems as though not many people are doing it. Well, what, what are your thoughts on that? I remember <laughs> a couple of years ago. This is a good one. I'm sitting in, um, I'm in New York State. I'm ready to take a bus. Uh, I got there early because it was er- very early morning. The sun is just coming up, and I'm waiting there, and slowly people start to gather, and there's this young Asian woman comes up and puts her bag down and then goes over to the corner and starts doing these very soft, quiet movements, you know, very mindfully. And I, I smiled. I'm going, oh, how nice. Weird place to do it, but how nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, well... I know what she's doing. Probably others don't necessarily know. You could see that it's exercise of some sort. But I thought, why, why don't we have more of that happening? What, what's, what goes on? And I would say it has to do with the way that our, our way of approach to uh, health and to um, fitness has, has grown over, over the century. Uh, you know, if you think about um, fitness clubs, I, I managed a fitness club in, you know, in my 20s, and it had been going for a little while, but it's, it was, you know, it, they're still relatively new at that time. 
um, the way that we've approached fitness has been that we all go to a club or to a place that this work happens in such a way, in such a manner that that's the only place that we do it. Now we have it, you know, sometimes we have, a, a, you know, a little room at home and stuff. But this model actually originates thousands of years ago where the relationship to health is within the cultural program. These little practices are within the cultural program, so there's no differentiation. You can do these little practices at home. You can go do them, you know, if they're in your community rec center, you can do them there. Or you can do them outside, even. It's very common that you'll see people gathered in a schoolyard or gathered in the park somewhere just doing these mindful little exercises. So I would say the reason, the, the question is well asked as to why we don't see it much is because we don't have the same mindset around health and regeneration as this culture would have had, let's say, you mm-hmm. know, hundreds of years ago. We're, we're learning to adopt this this now as, as, you know, it's becoming more popular. Westerners are more likely to work in a format that is visibly acceptable. So we tend to look at fitness through a health club or a health management mm-hmm. practice of that sort. Mm-hmm. So I was... Uh, Throughout the years, I've trained in many models, as I said, and this model, because it's approachable, uh, was able to give me a way of practice that I could do at home with a young baby. You know, I could take 15, 20 minutes and just do a few exercises softly, quietly while she was sleeping. So you can see how adaptable that is. It's not easy for young moms to be able to get that kind of connection in. And there's so much demand, so much need at that age. Mm -hmm. Now, I have lots of questions for you, but I want to remind our listeners uh, that in the second half of our show, there will be the opportunity to ask questions on the topics we've been discussing. Uh, You can call into our 800 number. It's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can join us on Facebook at Five Blossom Gatherings and ask questions there. So, okay, so my next question is, and it's similar to the last one, but again, these practices you speak of sound very beneficial. Why do more people not adopt these practices? Okay, so we just talked a little bit about that. I was born in a family that didn't promote exercise. So what is it that helps promote exercise? What helps us promote is need. So a need for physical expression, uh, a need for mindfulness, a need for community. The, the, these are my personal needs. And where do these where did these needs lead me? To a model that supports expression, a model that supports mindfulness, a model that supports community involvement. So I personally desired a relationship at a bigger level. That's what brought me in. As our, our awareness around uh, health, around environment grows, so does our desire and our needs. So I believe that this will, this type of model will become more, more you know, mainstream in time. Okay. Um, so tell us maybe a little bit more about, say, a model such as the Five Blossom Gathering, how it yeah, works. it's a big model. It, it has a lot of reach. It has. So I just talked about um, a personal need and how when we have personal needs, it's going to be the driver. 
if this model has that, that bigger reach, it also has a strong potential to support the energetic field that we hold, but also the energetic field of a group. But also, if you look at it, it actually has to link up with what sustains us. So you look at a tree, it's got a huge energetic field. It has a huge influence on us. So if this links up, it would hopefully link up because the tree, what's the tree made of? It's made of wood, it's made of earth, it's made of water, it's made of the basic elements that build up our body. My body's built on the same elements. And this is the point of the base, the simple, simple base of reflectivity, of reflection. So if I want to be healthier and I want my environment to be healthier, then will it help me to be more mindful? Well, yes, it will. Mm -hmm. And I will need to be more mindful. When you ask the question, we come back to the basic tenets of five blossoms, which is you have to be able to ask the question, what do I need? And how many people are saying, I need to have more grounding and more connection with the environment. I need to have a link with nature that allows for a bigger context and source for God. I need to have more spiritual engagement. I need. And, and there comes a huge, a huge experience where I'm quietly exp- doing a practice and this doe comes up and quietly sits there munching two feet away a lovely experience and then I feel this presence behind me and this big buck I turn around this huge buck two feet away well he was after her I'm sure it was her he was looking for but these two engaged me so strongly So it was a wonderful experience, wonderful experience to see how nature naturally will provide um, the grounding for it all. It was a nice reflection. That's a great story. And obviously, like you said, the practice and what you're experiencing is very linked to the earth and the natural environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that little that story was so strong. I've told it in a few ways, but we actually sat there for half an hour together where this buck held me. And I thought it's such a strong experience to have that level of, uh, of nature, you know, huge animals sitting there holding, the, holding me until the little doe, you know, moved on. But she was there for a good half hour. So we did our qigong together and we enjoyed our, our experience. Beautiful. So we're about to take a break. And again, I just want to remind our listeners, if you have any questions about the topics that we're discussing today, you can join us on Facebook at Five Bossom Gatherings, uh, or you can call in. And the number, once again, is 1-888-346-9141. Our topic again today is around regeneration and how to improve and increase your vitality through having practices such as Tai Chi and Qigong. So with that, we're going to go to a break. Like I mentioned, we'll come back. I certainly have more questions for Denise, but again, I would encourage you to ask if you have any, uh, and we'll speak with you soon. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Five Blossom Gatherings is the website and program from Denise Richard. By visiting fiveblossomgatherings.com, you'll find out more about Denise's professional Tai Chi and Qigong services. Explore her website and view works of art and much more. You can book healing and counseling sessions with Denise. She works with clients who have health interests and concerns. Her programs include knowing your whole body, self-care for your health, and inspiring wholeness. Visit 5BlossomGatherings.com today. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to 5 Blossom Radio. Connect with the program today by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to 5BlossomGatherings at gmail.com. Now, back to 5 Blossom Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We're here talking today about regenerating health. Um, I just wanted to remind for those listeners that may be tuning in to the podcast, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback or questions. You can ask questions on our Facebook group at Five Blossom Gathering. So please join us on Facebook as well. So, Denise, I love the fact that, you know, you were talking about a natural way of regeneration. It helps the physical body and also one's energetics or energetic body. Can you tell us where this, where this comes from? Uh, yes, this knowledge is from Asia, and these methods are proven. There's as much, there's there's a lot of acceptance around Asian medicine now. Uh, the Chinese medical model is very strong in our in North America now. The benefits of these ancient practices have been clearly understood. Uh, we simply need to allow for the integration of this knowledge. I mean, there's it's not like it's that new. Obviously, if I've been doing it for 30 years, it's not like super new. It's not like it's the first time. I mean, it's been here for, for quite a while, but it's the way of approach that has, has a different flavor. And that's a cultural thing. So imagine in a practice session that you accept the understanding of a model that's so tender and simple or a way of practice that's so easy and that it works or links up with our bodies and with the you know the world around us or the you know the energetics around us and the the natural world as I was speaking and it also provides a way of regeneration and a, a way of healing so the energetic flows of our body and the way that we connect with everything around us is like a river is like a waterway and if that's unblocked, if that's gentle and compassion, kind, then we have a we have a, a way or a way through that holds and creates health for us. Cool. So you spoke about the Asian medical model and the fact that our health is not just based on our physical body, but also on our subtle or energetic bodies, as you had mentioned. You also talked about having a daily practice of say Tai Chi or Qigong. And the fact it can have huge benefits in many areas of our life. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And the, this model, as I just mentioned to you, is on the same plane as the Chinese health protocols and has 
uh, yet it has access to our whole life. You don't have to uh, go anywhere. You can do it at home. Uh, you can do it uh, in the park. Mm. You can do it at the bus station, you know, as mm. I was mentioning. Yes. Uh, it's, it's very accessible. It encourages you to stay, stay grounded and stay, stay well and stay healthy. It also, it has such a benefit to all ages. I would say that the, 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 the most, the, one of the lovelier parts for me is the fact that it's, there's a program for youth and the youth are very curious about health, but it also really promotes uh, health and regeneration for older adults, and, and especially for, um, you know, 60 and over, I'd say it's excellent, really, really good. So those interested in managing their health learn about how the body actually works for them personally and how to build it up and maintain that into a platform that's beyond what they're normally working with. And for those that may be interested in this way of managing their health, is it easy to learn about? I would say it's um, of all the ways of health management is probably the easiest because there's no, even though the moves might be a little unusual, in other words, there are ways of moving the body that are not common, uh, but it's all very gentle and all very, very mindfully done. Um, I've experienced the, the benefits firsthand over 30 years now, and I still continue to grow. I still continue to understand that through as I age, every stage of my life offers a, a need for a way of relating to my body. And this way of work teaches you that if you stay respectful of the body, the body will show you what it needs to be able to stay fluid, as I was saying. So the approach is important because how you share it with yourself and that make sure that you know it's not it's not too hard, it's not too expensive, it's not too demanding. Uh, it and it can be done in such in such a small period of time. It can be taught in a short period of time. It can be integrated in a short period of time. It's a it's it's a very special way of approach. Mm. And you mentioned that these practices can help me not only as an individual but help those around me or help my communities in the environment tell me more about that well we're a lot more geared towards sustainability and climate issues and there there are concerns about that and i get the question of but you know things are falling apart and i like i like to reverse that and it's it's not just that i'm being optimistic it's that my experience is not what most people think about my experience is that nature, uh, this earth, is a viable living being. And to connect with that in a loving way is a very important part of our work. This is a very clear statement that if you think that it's a mess, it'll be a mess. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't have the issues we have. We have mm-hmm. serious climate issues. And, and there are serious environmental concerns. That doesn't mean it's not true. But how you approach that is very, very serious. And so if I look out my window and I see beauty, then I'm, I'm very blessed. Not everybody gets to see that beauty. And that is often a concern. Can I do Qigong even though I'm, you know, feel like I'm living in a parking lot? And these are really big concerns, but I would say yes. On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, I lived in a, in a very 
you know, I traveled a lot and I had to go through a lot of airports and I had to manage a lot of different stresses on my body because I really enjoyed going to, you know, areas of the earth that weren't considered, you know, easy to manage. And how did I do it? I practice. I took it traveling with me. I took it to airports with me. So the answer is yes. It's how you relate to the environment you're in and to trust that your physical body, your energetic body, if it's properly protected and respected, can give you results. And and I mean there are there are caveats to that, yes. Mm-hmm. But that's the general idea. So by gathering in groups and working in a silent, mindful and kind way and having the right attitude the collective consciousness that we build as a group or as a community creates a very healthy way of relating to the environment. And it's very important, very important. So also just to mention that, I'm just thinking this through. One thing that we don't think much about is the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hear, oh, I'm going to go have my lunch. I'm going to go, you know, do a, go to the gym or, and the thought of taking a break or taking a period of, of time at lunch to do practice at work helps not only transform the workplace, but helps maintain the energetics of the body so that the work you're doing in general isn't so stressful on the body. So it can have a very positive effect in that sense, too. I love that. Okay, and I just want to remind our listeners again, whether you're listening live or listening to the podcast and you do have any questions, you can call in at 1-888-346-9141 or you can ask questions on our Facebook group at Five Blossoms Gatherings. And we actually have had a couple of questions come in. So with that, Denise, I'll let you... uh, well, this, this first question is actually quite broad. I was, I'm looking at it going, okay, let's see how I can answer this one. This question comes through uh, from a young woman asking, how does regeneration relate to consciousness? And I'm thinking, okay, what can I say to you? Regeneration, as I see it through this model, is a practice. But it's a process of a practice, of learning a practice and going through different stages of development. So I would say to you that the consciousness you claim through the practice is built or builds over time. And therefore, with time, you will have consciousness of how your body is capable of regenerating. And I thank you for that question. I don't know if there's, do you have any thoughts on that, Cal? Does well, it? actually, just maybe a question on that question. Okay. But, um, we continue to use the term regeneration. What would be another term that, that you would use or another way to speak of it? And what comes to mind for me is increasing one's energy and vitality as opposed to having it depleted. But That's a good one. Okay, let me tell you a story about that. I have I have a good story here. I in my twenties I was a very, very hardcore trainer. I managed a health club and I helped others in training. And I didn't understand, uh, as I mentioned when I went to see a TCM in my thirties, that the heavy, heavy, heavy training was pulling energy out of my body in a certain way. In a way I would say depleting my body. I didn't know a lot about 
uh, food management or how to you know use food. I knew some, but I wasn't well well uh, educated that way at the time, and so I was being depleted. So here I come to my thirties. I have a child, and I I don't feel well, and I have to learn regeneration really. But I don't know what I'm. I don't know that's what I'm learning. But what happened was that doctor tells me that I'm not well. And then I go through a process of over 20 years learning Tai Chi, learning Qigong, body better so I can actually let go of what I wasn't doing, which is protecting my sensitive energy system. So the hitting the pavement, hardcore swimming, hardcore biking, all this and training is, is, is a lot of fun. But I'm not able to be sensitive enough to listen to when it's enough for my body mm-hmm. and what my body might need at that time. So I had to learn to stop and listen. I had to learn to stop and let go of certain qualities of energy in my body because I was pulling in, pulling in, pulling in a certain quality of energy. And I was stressed when I would train. There's a lot of stress of it when you're going over through different you know, levels of training. Um, I didn't understand that that would affect my body too. So here I was, I don't know, 15 years ago, I was you know, receiving a certification and I realized that I had this one practice to do that was related directly to being sensitive to certain core parts of my body, core, core, core elements of my body. And I was encouraged to do the practice and just be mindful and when I, you know, said, okay, I did it, I did it, I've been doing it for this long, do I get my certification? Yes, you do, but I want you to go back and do it for another year. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, what, 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 what? And I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Um, you know, that's the teacher, I'm the trainee, and I'll accept that I'm not quite ready. And, and the question was, be mindful of the quality of energy that you're putting out right now. How would you describe that to me? And I described it, and it was like, that's true. That's your truth. Pay attention. Do for a little while longer. And I start to see that I had taken, you know, a lot of time to learn a way of practice uh, in training and that I had to unlearn some of that. Mm -hmm. And that meant that my body had to unlearn a certain way of holding in the body. And as I unlearned that, my energy system start to flourish. So I start to build into another level of health that I didn't have before. And that was a very special time for me. Mm-hmm. Very Beautiful. special time. So you mentioned earlier that practices such as Qigong Tai Chi can be done anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we have the next question from one of our callers says, when you practice at home, what is the most important thing to keep in mind or to focus on? That's a good question. Most people, when they first, I remember very clearly, I had this baby that I had to be, you know, caring for. So, you know, if I couldn't leave the house and I really loved the quiet time that, you know, her nap time provided. So I would sit there and just do my, you know, little practice. So I I was aware that the quiet sensitive space clean space was important for me that's that's the most obvious i tried doing it when i was watching a a movie or 
um, you know, when I was listening, when there was maybe, you know, things going on around me that were a little boisterous, it wasn't so easy. But I, you know, had to cope with that too. So I would say for a home base uh, situation, a clean environment, obviously, a, a quiet environment, uh, and something that makes you feel, you know, connected. But you can do it in your bedroom. You can do it in the kitchen. You can, it, does, it doesn't have to be, you know, it, ha- it just has to be somewhere that you feel at home and you feel mm-hmm. protected, really. In the beginning, it's often what happens is people will just go do it in their bedroom or go do it in the living room. And then with time, you'll learn to manage energy or you learn to sense what a clean space is or how it feels. Or if a clean space isn't, clean enough how to manage that Mm. so that you don't take on you know stuff that isn't uh, desirable well and and part of that question was what's the most important thing to keep in mind but when I hear you talking especially about having a quiet space and and being mindful I think maybe the answer is you don't want to keep anything in mind right do you want (laughs) to you want to let go and see where it takes you yeah you want to see where it takes you but being yeah but having having an environment that you feel protected in that you can practice without being intruded upon of Mm. course but sometimes it doesn't work that easy if you have kids around or you know you have a dog that's jumping on you or somebody's coming to the door or the phone is ringing and Mm -hmm. yeah so another question we you touched on this a little bit earlier but when you talk about being mindful of the food that you eat and how it fuels your body, how does food support Qigong and this idea of regeneration? Well, there's a lot more mindfulness around food. And I think that's a, that's a topic that's a bit more sensitive um, and maybe one that I don't feel as qualified to speak to, but I can speak to it a little bit. Um, I had to learn that the body uh, has... Um, a very distinct language and certain I've I've gone through different ways of looking at food Um, and I've had a lot of uh, support in managing uh, a relationship to food that's um, let's just say it's respectful to the body but that isn't too um, but that's respectful to culture also so at times, um, the food has to be delicate and of a way that the body can easily take it in without distress. At times, the body feels strong and is able to take in foods that are maybe a little bit more, or a little more difficult on it, and yet able to to manage that. So it's sensitive when you're when you're into um, a training system. Then it's a bit different. You ha- you want to look at a way of uh, looking at vitality and the, what foods give vitality and how bod, how the body pulls in vitality. So Qigong does have a lot to do with food because there's three ways really to manage energy. One is through food. One is through Qigong. So that is really an important question as to does… What, what would be the third way then? Ah, uh, what do you think? Food, Qigong, I don't know. Breath. Ah, ah, yes, yes, yes. You got to breathe it in. So Qigong has a lot to do with working and managing the breath and teaching the breath uh, or teaching yourself to integrate a breath with movement that's mindful. Um, so food is, is, a, is an important issue. 
and being caring, being very careful to uh, bring in foods that the body can harmonize with. This particular way of work is so personally that I can't, I wouldn't speak more to that mm-hmm. because it's some people like a very strong uh, way of saying, no, I only think this and I only think that. But we don't think like that in this pro- in five blossoms. It isn't distinct to that. You could be vegetarian, you can be a meat eater, you can, you know, there's no, there's no particular. Got it. Mm-hmm. And then you also spoke about the fact that this model or these practices are good for people of all ages. Um, when you talk about older people, can can we regenerate using a model oh, such as that's this? That's such a good question. I love this question. Okay, so I have had the most wonderful experience helping seniors because as we grow older, we have this set idea that, oh, there goes my ankle or there goes my arm or there goes my hip or there goes my, or I can't walk like I used to walk, you know, or I, I love to play in the gym and I, I, I love to play pickleball with these seniors and, you know, watching how their body movements, well, I'm a senior too, but <laughs> watching how the body movements start to uh, shift with age, you know, they become a little bit less grounded and a little bit less agile and a little bit less. And that's, that's, a, that's a reality. Yet in this program, that is actually part of the work is that you can teach the body that it doesn't have to degenerate at that rate. I mean, it will. If you're older, you're older. If you're 80, you're 80. It's not like you're going to be seen as a 30-year-old. But the body is if fluid and mindfully connected will maintain the delicate connectivity that the energetics demand for a physical body to be strong. So I had, you know, I have a 70-year-old participant who, you know, five years ago, I, I started teaching her some some very special, very gentle, easy little walking practices. And, you know, you can ask her today, how are you doing? Well, now I can feel my ankles better and I can stand on one leg and I can do this and I can do that. You know, as she's aging, she's becoming more grounded, more flexible. It doesn't make any sense. Five years later, she's more flexible mm-hmm. and healthier. So what does that say to us is that we're able to regenerate and even if we're older, we don't have to suffer. It doesn't have to be that way. It's mm-hmm. actually a very important thing to learn in this culture that we are missing a piece. Now, same thing with people who are limited in their body movement. Do they have to be limited in their health? Not necessarily. I remember being taught, if you can't, if you, let's say you have a bad flu. How many people have a bad flu and then say, I'll have to get back to training? In this model, I would take a couple of weeks off from training and let your body regenerate. Mm -hmm. What I would also say is, well, consider that if you can't stand for very long, then you're really not very healthy. Why don't you do your practice sitting down? Now, that's a thought, and you're still practicing. Or let's say, okay, you're really not well. Well, Let's say you can do it lying down. 
Now, how would you do that practice lying down? So there's so much adaptability to this, and there's so many ways that the body can be supported in managing the changes and the, because all that is change. Mm-hmm. If you stay well in your mind and your approach to your body, do you think your body's going to get well fast? You bet. So yeah. it has a way of regenerating and reclaiming its health. Love that. You've also shared with me that the masters you have studied under, they were not young men. Oh. Yet their vitality and energy and presence was outrageous. huge. Tell, outrageous tell vitality. That. Well, it's it's a fact. Um, that there is a real misunderstanding around wellness and around how the body is able, it's an intelligent being, and is able to reclaim itself. It's a fact. So I have uh, presently one, um, a grandmaster. I started working with him when he was in his late 60s. He's now in his mid-70s. Mid and, you know, it's like, watch that move watch it move like thunder and you don't see that very often a 75 year old man you know creating that kind of of wow but you know yes he's been with it for 60 years so he has he has a he has a right to be able to move like that his body won't forget it too fast but it's 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 a it's 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 fascinating. It's, it defies reality. It also um, enlivens us to know that uh, though we age, we can also be vital. We can also be um, re- really passionate about being alive and that we can also reclaim a good grounding. Even if we've gone through a very hard you know, illness or that regeneration is possible. Now, we have more understanding of that, but these mo- this model really, really builds it up, really promotes it. Yeah, I love that. And this idea, you're right, I don't think it's widely understood that we can regenerate our health and our energy, but who wouldn't want to be you know, more energetic, have more energy and vitality cool. as, as they grow old? And who, who wouldn't want to prevent illness? Right. And if it does hit, if it does strike, who wouldn't want a way of approaching the body kindly and teaching it that it's okay. We can let go of that. We can let go of that and get back into health. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's supporting so much. Mm-hmm. And if it's done not just one person, but in a family system or in a community, at a community level, we're talking a way of, of health management that's, that's superior in my in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Not superior in the sense that it's it's just better. Mm-hmm. Just better mm-hmm. because it takes takes the basics and it doesn't ask us anything more than being mindful. Beautiful, mm-hmm. I love that. All right, so that is the end of this week's episode. Again, I would encourage you anytime to join us on Facebook at Five Blossom Gatherings. We'd love to hear your questions. We'd love to hear feedback. Uh, and if there's any topics you would like us to expand upon, again, we really would like to to serve you. So please join us on Facebook. And Denise, any uh, parting words of oh, wisdom for Oh, just us? a big thank you to all our listeners. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you today about this and sharing some of the passion of a practice, of a way of approach to health that really is, in my opinion, good. And I'm thanking you, Cal, for your presence today, for your good questions, and to those who sent in those questions, a big warm hug and thank you to that. Great. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for joining us this week for Five Blossom Radio with Denise Richard and co-host Cal Meissner. Please tune into our next program. We're live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, may you have a harmonious week.